0: Far away with a Jedi gonna sit and a smuggler's pay. You are two and Yoda, three PO and Leo, Luke Vader and later, Kylo Ophit Poray. do will tell me the eyes when I place them a bed. Who so got the Chewbacca? There's no need to fret. Thrusters are primed in the corner, set, and it's off with their heads like their name Jango Fett. I've seen these movies like 500 times. On solo shot first, and' no changing my mind. One with the Force, and the Force is with me, so of course you will see even if I go blind. I'm on this journey of trials and lessons. Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds. Let's jump to light speed and head through the heavens. Enjoy every minute, cause there will only legends what is up star wars fans welcome back to another episode of their only legends episode 43 with your hosts tyler and spencer how are we doing this morning spence bro it's easy like sunday morning man i'm chilling Easy like Sunday morning. Easy, Easy like greasy like morning.
1: Sunday morning.
0: There it oh. is. Oh oh there it is. He's gotta bring the, the fucking run. Shit, in. that was
1: so perfect. We might get copyright infringement.
0: Oh we might. We might. They might be like <laughs> Are they are they holding are they holding a boom box up to the microphone? Who who has boom boxes anymore? Got us. Anyway, um, what's up everybody? Um, another wonderful morning. Um, to talk about some Star Wars. Actually, morning, evening, afternoon, night, depending on when you're listening to us. Uh, first things first, uh, I know that we are releasing this on a Wednesday, but at the time of this recording, it happens to be August 29th, and I want to say, we want to say, a very big, loving, warm, happy birthday to good friend of the podcast, Chelsea Johnson. Not just yeah. good friend of the pod, but good friend of ours as well. Um, happy birthday, Chelsea. Chelsea. Um, oh, man. Hope hope your hope your day was wonderful. um Definitely need to watch Fast and Furious Nine together, family <laughs> nine. We still haven't you know done what, that. Man? He's in text
1: I was like, hey bro, let's do it. And, like I flaked the first couple times where I was like, I just, I fucking don't have the two hours. And finally, yeah. I'm like, you know what? It's time. Let's do it. And you're like, man, it's gonna I ain't got be no time a hard baby, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard with like COVID and shit to like all find time to sit down. I was like, yeah, I got three hours to just sit down and like. It's just yeah, it's, it's
0: uh, but, but I'm good for this weekend, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you are. I am. Uh, let's do it. All right. Uh, Chelsea's gonna be busy now. Um, yeah. So we got we actually got some some stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, things we do. I'm, I'm pretty excited to discuss about. And, and I'm I want to say right
1: off the top. Bad batch. This is a bad batch. Spoiler zone. Like if it comes up, it's gonna come up. Oh, this is second. I gave y'all, at, oh, I gave y'all two, two weeks. weeks. This is two weeks, man. Oh. So
0: well. If it comes I, up, because there's I don't nothing know who our-
1: would be listening to us who hasn't watched Bad Batch yet,
0: though. No, you, you're like, yeah, that's a really good point. I don't think. I mean, actually, so Minerva, she got into Star Wars late, and then mm-hmm. found our podcast pretty soon after. I'm pretty sure. So I don't know, but that's. I was so what I was gonna say before I like interrupted myself in my own head because I do that. Um is I don't think like you're right, people listening to us probably aren't just casual Star Wars fans. They're yeah. they're a little pro they're probably a little sweaty on the Star Wars side. Like, like they're at least on they're tipping towards hardcore fan. Because who's yeah. gonna listen to as, you know, small of a pod I mean, not that we're a small podcast, but we're definitely not a fucking Rebel Force radio or a Star Wars theory. Um But still, like if you're listening to us, you probably have already seen Bad Batch at least once all the way through. Sure. Like all the source material. Like, you're probably hardcore fans. So, we appreciate you being here. But, that being said. On the saying, flip side of that, there's some fans that know
1: way more than us, man.
0: <laughs> oh, most fans, I feel like. Yeah. I want to say most fans. we got. Know way they're more
1: than only us. legends in our title. There we are, like, legends, legends people I know that check in. Oh. That, like, are, like, I didn't hear a single fucking thing.
0: <laughs> you got legends <laughs> people that pop in, they go, they're still talking about the sequels. <laughs> where's, where's Mara Jade? Where, where, where's Mara Jade? <laughs> We're still talking about the sequels? Oh, you're talking. You're talking about Ray and Kylo again. You're Are not you talking, talking about all the about, new Star Wars news. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, you're talking about what's coming out now. You're not talking about. Yeah, yeah. We know. Um, and we'll Maybe get there. we got there. all the time in the world. Or yep. That being good. said, about your uh, uh, Bad Batch thing, is it just so happens that there's nothing on our list today to talk about about Bad Batch? But that's not necessarily going to mean we're not going to talk about it. That's because how often do we stick exactly to our list? Never. Um, never.
1: Before Let's just, we dive into all this, oh. I want to know if you've watched any Star Wars this week. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. No. Um, I don't really? think I did. Yeah, I don't think I did. Um, it's been a busy now. week, my guy. It's been a busy week, my guy. Bro, I've um, watched
1: so many movies this week.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I mean by busy week. I've been choosing to do things not Star Wars related. Um. Yeah. I watched Wally, which was great. Um. It's a great movie. Star great Wars message. reference in there, in Wally, they have hyper drives in Wally.
1: Is that a strictly Star Wars thing?
0: Um, in my mind, it is because it's the first time I ever heard about hyper drives or you know hyperspace was Star sure. Wars. Um, 1977, baby. That's I mean, right. how much older does it get than that? I mean, time doesn't start you know until after that movie. So that's right. Um, what else? Did I watch any Star
1: Wars? What else, other than Star Wars and Wally, have you watched? Like, I just want to know where your head's at.
0: Oh, I started watching. Um, what if? I got nice. all the way. I got all the way through the first one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I think I got halfway through the second one because I was watching them on my phone while I was making lunch, and uh, came back to the f- computer to work and turned off the second one so I could actually work because I want to watch it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like them. Like. Yeah. They're they're really well done. They feel very. Um, they look like comic books, but they also look like animation. Yeah, it's it's a and like <clears throat> it, it's kind of like that comic book aesthetic. Like when you look yeah. at the
1: line work and the color
0: work, if in you hit if, pause, it feels like a comic. Yeah, if you yeah. hit pause on any on any frame, you'll think it's a, a thing from a comic for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, it kind of shows me or proves my point, rather, to what I was talking about before uh, on here with you about making more Star Wars animated shows and using that as a vehicle to tell stories for characters that may have actors who are too old now, Mm a la post-Jedi Luke and Leia and Han or younger versions of them or whatever where you can draw them or animate them better and then just get someone to voice them. And it still be, and then granted, I understand like they had the the actual actors, like, yeah. you know, Haley Atwell, fucking um, Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Like they they he mm-hmm. they they were doing their characters' voices. Samuel um, Jackson. Samuel Jackson, Thanos yeah. being you know fucking uh, Josh Brolin, you know yep. all of them. Um, every for the most part, the big name characters had their actors voicing them. Um, yeah but that we we've, we've seen like in the lego like lego star wars christmas special uh the 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 lady who voices ray sounds like for the most part she sounds like ray you know she's pretty spot on pretty fucking spot on um but i got to get caught up on the newest one that dropped on wednesday i did not see that one yet i haven't watched it um, yet either but I, I will. I definitely and like the fourth that.
1: one's going to come out the day that this episode drops. Yeah.
0: So we're going to yeah. be so far behind. Um, <laughs> but in any case, what about you, man? What's far, did you watch the entire prequel trilogy this week? Or sequel. You watched the sequels this week. I watched the entire sequel trilogy. I watched The Last Jedi like two or
1: three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I watched them peripherally. And what I mean by that is I'll watch them like on my desk while I'm working or doing something. And I'll have like audio description on too just so it kind of yeah. like fills in for oh, me. Sounds like an audiobook. So I did the entire sequel trilogy, but besides that, I'm more excited because uh the Spider-Man 3 trailer. Oh my god. Okay, so which <sighs> we're of the generation that enjoyed Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. We're like a hundred percent getting crossover start. I mean, I feel bad or Chelsea right. doesn't watch any trailers. So, like, if you don't want to watch the trailer because you don't want anything spoiled, which if you're on the internet, it's already been fucking spoiled because every page that's not a Marvel page even is posting about it. Um, but, like, they're, they're doing something that's never going to have been done before in at least superhero cinema. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, like, James Bond fucking going and meeting other James Bonds and shit. Like, this is, like, this is a big fucking deal. And Huge. like. It's huge, and we're also like lined up for a Sinister Six, uh, type situation with Mysterio and Green Goblin, which they were setting that up
0: in the uh, Andrew Garfield series. Mm -hmm. I remember that's what they were setting up with that with that movie. They ended up, you know, there was a whole contract issue with Andrew Garfield, which was unfortunate because I really liked those ones. Yeah, I I personally a good Peter Parker. Not, not, not to cut you off, but I think, in my opinion. To me, those are better than the Toby ones, um, mm-hmm. which the, the first two Toby ones, I mean, fucking A, I'm not going to pretend like I didn't leave the movie theater the first one after the first one came out. And like Spider-Man was my favorite fucking superhero other than Wolverine, yeah. like 1A, one 1B. One and then the fucking Spider-Man movie came out and I saw that shit and I just wanted to be fucking Spider-Man. I want to be swinging around, crawling yep. on walls. Like second one came out. I love them. Now, do they hold up? Not so much. Yeah. Not not yeah. not now that we've seen progression in technology and yeah. honestly, I think I prefer Tom Holland's Peter Parker to yeah. either of to, out of all three of them. Tom Holland's perfect. He's so good. He's, he's so, so good. good. He's so um, lovable. Like he's just yeah. a fucking good dude. Like yeah. And he and he's a kid. He's like yeah. he, Tom Hall's not a kid. He's good at playing kid Peter Parker. And yeah. Peter Parker's always supposed to have been a kid. You know, like you can't have thirty year olds. <laughs> Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. Like, <laughs> and you can't complain about that either. No. Nah. she's such a great actress. So, um, so good. So good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Any, yeah. Anyway. So,
1: anyways. That that's exciting because yeah, Andrew Garfield's dope. I don't think we're gonna get Andrew Garfield no. in Spider Man three. No. No. Um I think they're gonna stick primarily to I for, dude, I forget the name of the the dude who made that trilogy of Spider Man films. Um oh, always basically, I, 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 I never always, knew it. I always just call it Toby Maguire films. Yeah. Um but like I think a hundred percent we're getting Toby Maguire. Uh it sounds like we might get Willem Dafoe as Green oh, Goblin. Oh, he, he's one hundred percent, one hundred percent. be there. like because I was thinking at first, I was like, it'd be cool if they did like James Franco as Hobgoblin. Mm. But like,
0: it I don't would know. have been, it would have been kind of, but like, Toby is like, I get it. Like Toby is Spider-Man too. Like for our, for our, actually, yeah. not even for our generation. Anybody who is alive. In 2004. To, to see those movies get dropped. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the first time we saw Spider-Man in a movie. I was 11 so like, when that Spider-Man came out.
1: Like, it was it was for me.
0: Holy. You know on. what I mean? Really? It came out in 04? 2004. Wow. Um, I just want to see this from my, with, with my own eyes. But while you're looking
1: that up, so the reason I'm saying all this is because like 10 minutes after the trailer dropped, like the official, apparently got leaked the day before, but 10 minutes it was after like the trailer a, dropped. It was
0: like a phone video of a phone video. Yeah. It was the leak or whatever. Yeah.
1: So Cassie, a good friend of the pod, I guess texted Jade and was like, hey man, Spencer watched this, uh, you know, the new Spider-Man trailer. And I was like, I haven't watched it. So I hopped on the computer in my, in my living room and pulled it up. And Jade was kind of watching it over my shoulder. And like Jade doesn't watch any Marvel movies. Okay, like she's she's seen Spider-Man
0: them. Spider-Man 2 came out in 04. The first one. Oh, so the one, one came with Doc Ock. Yeah, okay. Doc Ock yeah, yeah. came out in 04. Yeah, yeah. Green Goblin came out in 02. Um But like
1: Marvel just isn't her vibe, and that's that's okay. It's not a lot of people's. Yeah. So like but if you've listened to the podcast, you know that like I have this unique history of like growing up reading comics, but like falling severely behind in the MCU. And just never taking the time to sit down and go through the entire franchise, which now I just feel silly about, but we'll move Mm -hmm. on past that. So, like, and they're phenomenal. So, I've watched all of the Marvel movies now, um, except Black Widow. I haven't seen Black Widow yet. Me Uh, neither. But Jade has watched, like, she likes the Guardians of the Galaxy films, just because they're lighthearted and they're fun, fun. good music. I actually, I I showed you, but I bought the Guardians of the Galaxy vinyl. Vinyl? Yep few weeks ago and so she's seen those uh she saw black panther when it came out and she's seen she saw the first she saw spider-man homecoming and obviously like iron man so which it sounds like a lot but when there's 25 fucking movies if you've seen Mm -hmm. five of them it's not really like crazy but like we're sitting there watching and she's like oh well this takes place like we've seen the first one this is like the third one i'm like yeah she's like okay, well, I need to see the second one in order to watch the third one. So we watched... The second one's a good one, too. It was good. But, we watched Far From Home.
0: But she's got to watch Endgame. So, and, and listen, listen, listen. Fucking... Listen.
1: So we watched Far From Home. Gotcha. Okay? She sat down with me that night. It's like Monday, Tuesday night last week. And we watched Far From Home. And it was really good. Mysterio, you know, she knows Jake Gyllenhaal. It was all fucking dope. And then we're kind of sitting there, and she's like, we should watch all of the Marvel movies. Boom. And I was like, what just do you like mean? That. I was like, what do you mean? She's Huck. like, we should watch all the Marvel movies. She's like, I like what I've seen. Like they're, they're good movies. They, they actually grab me as opposed to, cause she's lumped them in the same category as star Wars and like star Wars, if you're not a star Wars fan, star Wars can be kind of dull and kind of like, you know, Very whatever, much so, yeah. but like Marvel is accessible and fun to everybody who just wants to sit down and be told a good story. And so yeah. Star Wars, but like it's it's more action and, and shit happening and, and aggressive world building than it is in Star Wars. Less lore, more of like here it is and this is fucking incredible. And here's it done really, really, really well. Um so we watched the entire phase one this week.
0: There we are. Well uh, everything except
1: Hulk. <laughs>
0: and um the which ones? Either of them? Either of them. We, okay. she, she's seen Hulk back in the day
1: when it first came out, we watched a five minute like recap video and we turned it off at three minutes cause we're like,
0: I just, just want to know like when you say back in the day, are you talking about Eric Banna or are you talking about both. the fucking, so she saw both of them back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like, Eric Banna one has nothing to do with. No, 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 no. no.
1: She's seen both of them. So yeah. like, that was like, and I have to, was, Yeah, it's, they both suck.
0: I loved that movie, but I that when I was a kid, I as, as a kid it was a good movie. It was, it was, it was movie, one of my yeah. favorite movies. It's like Hulk was like I was saying Wolverine and Peter or Peter yeah. Spider or one A one B Hulk was two. Like and Edward Morton was, was a good Hulk. Thank you. I was spanking space spanking on his. I was just spanking on Edward Morton's name. Yeah.
1: but um, like space, we didn't need to, we didn't need to see the story. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no like it was it was i didn't watch it my first like rewatch because i remember i'm like yeah I, I, and i saw it enough as a kid and it's like you can fill it in it's like he and they they fill it in enough in avengers to where you don't really need to they're like he was experimenting I mean, with the same technology that made captain america and yeah. was exposed to gamma radiation and now when he gets green or he gets Hold green when he turns angry
0: he was experimenting with the same technology that made cat
1: yeah super serum type shit
0: I haven't watched this movie I, in fifteen years. So, if i know. wrong, I know. chill. I just, that, uh, that's no, just no. what they said in Avengers. I, I well, the reason. Okay, the reason why I paused for so long is I'm thinking, um, because I used to watch, like, the Incredible Hulk TV show, mm-hmm. right? Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk. Yes, sir. Like, I used to watch that all the time, and I loved it. So when they made the Eric Bana Hulk, I was like, I'm in. You know, well, I was also eight. Or yeah. I think that came out right before Spider Man did, um, or maybe right after. It
1: came around at the same time as that. Yeah, it's like O two,
0: O three, maybe O one, um, and uh, obviously it doesn't hold up to today's standards because of where technology has gone. But I, al- I never, I always thought he was just a, and not because I, not because I know better, but because like literally is what I thought as a kid, is that I, I always thought he was a. Uh, like just you know, fucking a nuclear scientist or a radiation scientist, and yeah. he went to go mess. Like he was trying to. They were working on an experiment, and he went into the the place, the like the little fucking part of the lab where the radiation thing was going on, to like grab something or fix something, and then the machine kicked on, and it mm-hmm. you know obviously all the radiation, the gamma radiation, adjusted his dna literally uh that's as far like so th- th- what i was going to say is well one i i did never knew the reason what he like is that the comic book reason is that you remember is who's working on the, the captain america super soldier serum
1: i don't remember okay like i i to... didn't i don't think i ever read any like hulk origin comics i do know yeah. and this i this is all just speculation i've never read these books but like right. i do know that the mcu tends to be more tied to the ultimate universe than it does to um the original run of series. So I don't know if that's something that was included in ultimate, which made more of an effort to tie in all of these different Marvel characters to, you know, and shield was a thing. And, uh, cause I I remember back in the original comics, I had a Sergeant Fury comic or a few of them and it was Sergeant Fury and, uh, whatever his group was that ended Mm -hmm. up becoming caps group in the first Avengers because of time placement. Um, the howling commandos. Yeah. Sergeant Fury and the howling commandos. Um, Good I don't know how I just remembered that. <laughs> <a> good, good <laughs> Usually, good like if I'm Googling, you can hear the click clack. But like yeah. I was, it was Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah I don't remember Hulk's origin in in the comics because I don't think I ever read them. Yeah, I had Hulk so, comics, but like I had always just kind of knew
0: something that is interesting to me is like so. The three, the two, sorry, the well, yeah, the two superheroes that have been, like, no, I guess you could throw Superman into that bunch. But, like, first thing that comes to mind when when I think of superheroes that have had multiple origin stories told, different versions, Batman, Mm Spider-Man. Right. Um, Mostly Batman. Batman, by a long shot. Man, there's, like, nine. Man, like, 20 fucking people have killed his parents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but so that's the interesting thing is, the base the baseline uh batman origin son of a rich kid rich parents parents get mugged both get killed mm-hmm. baby basically gets taken in by the by the fucking uh butler and with the money he becomes super smart and builds uh a fucking suit to take on bad guys because his parents got killed by bad guys he also was afraid of bats because he fell in a well or some shit um so pretty much that's like that's like the base story and in, in the original like detective <clears throat> comics batman origin story
1: it's yeah. his entire origin story is one comic book page and it yeah. is his parents get fucking mugged he's like how do I scare these people? He's literally in a lab, like holding up beakers and shit. And in the background, he's he's like, "I need a symbol." And he turns around, and a bat flies by the window. He's like, "Bats are scary." And then, boom! Oh he's Batman. <laughs> like- That's
0: amazing. That's the best origin I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you hear you hear that origin story, and you think, how many different ways can you tell that origin story? Yeah. Well, a lot of people have somehow. You, like it's been spun in different ways, like the mm-hmm. way he becomes Batman or the type of Batman he becomes is different. Um, that's the interesting thing about Batman is that he's gone from a dude just in the leather suit with some gadgets or a rubber suit, depending on what it is, depending on your kink. And as it's gotten <laughs> like – Frank Miller,
1: Batman for the win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then you've got uh, – uh, which one did he do?
1: So Frank Miller—that's who like Ben Affleck was portrayed off of. So Frank Miller comics are a lot more grittier. They're drawn yeah. really, really Dude, dark with like ben heavy Affleck sketch lines. Ben yeah, a- it's got that thick logo with the short ears, and he's built as fuck.
0: Like I, in my opinion, and I'm sorry to every other actor who's ever portrayed uh, Bruce Wayne. But in my opinion, until I until I see Robert Pattinson hmm Because I because that so it, from from what I've seen, He's bro. So good. He's, from what I've so seen, bro, good, bro. Um in my opinion, Ben Affleck is to me the best Bruce Wayne. Now, he is his so
1: well rounded.
0: Is he the best Batman? I don't no. know. But his Bruce Wayne on my I told I remember when that movie came out and without even watching the movie, having seen like shots of it, me talking to good friend of the podcast, Mike, um, just talking about how like when you put all of the old Batman, not not all the old Batman, but there was somebody who took all of the old Bruce Wayne actors' faces and lined them up over the top of each other, and they almost turn into fucking Ben Affleck. It's crazy. Man, so
1: you get like Michael Keaton, George Clooney, uh, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale. Line them all up,
0: all of all of them, and if really? you take like you make them translucent. You know like uh, was it opaque? Is it yeah, opacity? Yeah. You turn down, yeah, and you just layer them. It almost turns into Ben Affleck. Wow. Now. Yeah, almost. Like you, like there's a really strong resemblance, and it's like, holy fuck, he's the perfect Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, to finish my fucking point. Batman, you've told we've we've told that origin story a bunch, and no one ever seems to get tired of it. Spider Man, how many different ways can you tell a story about a radioactive spider biting a kid, make giving him powers? Well, well, that's well they why did. I like it. How MCU just didn't fucking they didn't need to. Well, and so like that's yeah. With the Tom Holland one, yeah. they don't bother. Well, they they do kind of explain it a little bit, don't they? No. Um,
1: no. Spider Man shows up in Civil War, and then it's I know, him but after in, Civil War.
0: But, but didn't you okay? So in Homecoming, right, which is the first one, mm-hmm. um, isn't there like a quick. Or doesn't he he brings it up. He talks about it to He Haki, talks I about thought. it. He talks about
1: Uncle Ben and, and shit like
0: that and like his aunt talks
1: with him about it. but... And
0: didn't he say something didn't he mention something about a radioactive spider? You get well, bit I by I mean, his...
1: I'm sure I'm sure they said that because that's what that's what it is. He's bit by a radioactive spider.
0: Sure. But I like okay, so right, but like But it didn't so, show him on like a school so, field trip to a So Toby him. had that, right? We see on the school field trip, he's mm-hmm. being creepy, taking pictures of MJ, and then he yeah. gets bit. Can um, I get a
1: picture for yearbook? book? Oh yeah. oh yeah
0: yeah yeah perfect <laughs> Dude, that's so cringe so 2002 um no disrespect those are my favorite all Spider-Man disrespect movies. <laughs> fuck those movies um and then you have andrew garfield spider-man which was a little bit different mm-hmm. um because he was at well i can't remember anyway. i haven't
1: seen those movies nearly it's so long. i've, I've probably forgot. seen them both twice but,
0: but in but in the uh spider-verse miles morales gets bit by a robot spider
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I know it's down a there spray painting yeah, yeah and I understand it's a different timeline a different uh a different universe inside the multiverse yeah which we're, like there's speculation about okay whatever spoiler alert for that trailer um the the black lady that Tom Holland's talking to in the backseat of that car there's been speculation that that is Miles Morales's uh mom okay because I guess she's a pretty well-known actor yeah um So like, we we get the fucking rollout of the fucking uh uh the Green Goblin's bomb with the fucking uh, like we we could get Miles Morales
1: with Tobey Maguire with Tom Holland against the Sinister Six like that's a very possible
0: so okay. Not to cut you off, but to cut you off. Um, I wanted well, to finish my thought real quick. Side note: We're a Star Wars. Legend. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. We're a fucking Marvel podcast. Welcome Hope y'all don't. They're only Marvel. Shit. We're good. Um, we haven't well, talked
1: about any of this.
0: We haven't talked about Marvel and Forever. We, and, like, we were like, on a roll. Yeah. And we, we, I remember we told everybody we're going to talk about Marvel next week, and we just haven't talked about Marvel since we said that. Yeah. And I think that's that's our mo is like let's tell everybody we're going to do something, and then never touch it again. Um. That's just what we do. And then deliver um, it with a bang like five months later. Yeah. Three years later, <laughs> bam. Remember Marvel? We do too. <laughs> Remember um, my
1: my lightsaber
0: YouTube videos? Boom. <laughs> oh, don't bring that up. Remember my Star Wars rewrites? <laughs> um, my sequel rewrites? Um, anyway, um, but when it comes to the Hulk, how many different ways can you tell gamma radiation poisoning? You know what I mean? And you can't, and you can't. And that's why I think like – they they rec- the pretty much man like you can and people do when they do the rewatch of all of the movies they just take as good of a movie as that is and as great as Edward Norton is people just take that Edward Norton Hulk out of the out of the out of the movies mm-hmm. because because the Hulk the the Bruce Banner that we meet is is Mark Ruffalo. And almost a completely
1: different character. And there's enough, like, there's enough, and, like, I've joked on this before, and, like, I like Mark Ruffalo, and I've come around on Hulk. Before, I found Hulk kind of annoying. I was making fun of, like, all he does is, you want to put me in a tube underwater, and you want to, like...
0: he y- said that y- one time.
1: Well, I, I understand, but I'm saying, like, he said a bunch of things like that. He's like, you know, when Natasha meets him in the middle of fucking nowhere, and...
0: Fitch. Don't, he mind said my, fitch, don't mind not my bitch. kitty. Yeah, not bitch. Yeah. Not bitch.
1: I'll fucking end you. You can't Sorry. tell us
0: not to mind him if you're gonna mind him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I dude, I completely threw me off. Okay, so you like when Nat meets him in the middle of yeah. fucking nowhere, and he's like, yeah, "Why don't we stop this before you bring out the other guy?" Like literally every fucking thing he said is there's a like fucking monster inside it's of him. hyping them up bro. like that's and i get it and it's, like it's and, and ultimately up. that leads up to the reveal of like when he hits the fucking ground and he's down in like the bottom of the ship with nat and he starts fucking changing like hulk is a fucking menace like it makes yeah. it, it builds it up to where you're like oh shit he's a monster and then i that's don't think the they point. ever touch it again until maybe a little bit in ragnarok when he faces off against thor but like uh they don't talk about him being well, they talk about, oh, yeah, and we have a Hulk. But, like, they don't – he's not, like, scary. Like, he's scary. When he's down there and they're, like, in the bellows of the fucking ship. Yeah. And, like, he changes and he goes on a fucking rampage. Like, he's he's a big fucking scary monster.
0: Right. But after – by the end of that movie, when he's on our side, right, when he's, like, that's my secret cap, I'm always angry. And then he just switches to it. And, like, at that point in the in, in Avengers, like – He's he's kind of revealed to us that at the, I think at the time of the whole of the first time he like Spencer's throwing t- shit I'm throwing at his cat shit across just the just to the distract cat. him to stop scratching at the door or whatever he's doing, oh. um, but like until then, like first of all, Bru I think I think Hulk Hulk is obviously a part of Bruce and. The better Bruce knows people around him, the more Hulk isn't going to view them as threats. Yeah. So when we first see him transform, he doesn't really trust anybody. Mm -mm. And that that lack of trust causes Hulk to be like, fuck everybody on this fucking ship. This is, you know, whatever. Bruce doesn't
1: even trust Hulk. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean. And that
0: that relationship too, between Hulk and Bruce, it being like, you know, that, that guy is a monster. You know, and it's like so when we get that initial reveal, it's terrifying to us because it's supposed to be because it's terrifying to the characters and the fucking you know actual guy it's happening to. But by the time we get to the end of the movie, he spent a bunch of time with these people and he knows what's at stake. He changes to the Hulk, and then the Hulk knows it's clobber in time, you know, and mm-hmm. which is somebody else's catchphrase. Um, yeah, the oh thing. Oh, right? Hulk, yeah, smash. Yeah, that, that's the
1: thing from Fantastic Four.
0: But yeah. I get you. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he fucking knows it's time to go, and he Which takes him Hulk, down.
1: Hulk in that scene in Avengers where he brings down the giant fucking space whale thing, and then, mm-hmm. like, when Iron Man's falling after sending the nuke through the portal, and, like, literally he's falling, and, like, Thor's about to go take off, and all of a sudden Hulk, like, smashes out of a building, catches him, like, brings him to yeah. the
0: ground, and then just, like, drops him, like, on the Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But so, like, so like by the time we get to the end of the movie, it is established that Hulk understands who's around him. He's yeah. not a scary monster anymore. He's a superhero. Like, he's yeah. on our team. And that's why you're not really going to get, you know, like, Hulk. And that's why it's surprising in Ragnarok when mm-hmm. Hulk doesn't recognize Thor or just doesn't care because Hulk loves the adoration of the fans and the people around him and being yeah. treated as a god and a champion than he does about his friend Thor, you know? um, But anyway... I digress. Uh, What I was trying to get to is that in this new Spider-Man 3 uh, whatever, it's opening the door for a – it's not opening a door. It's setting up the Doctor Strange Nightmares of the Multiverse or whatever the fuck it's called Mm -hmm. Um, because that's what this is all going to. My buddy Brad – who I don't think listens to the podcast cause he's an asshole. Um, but he was on mine and Travis's podcast psych with Travis and Tyler, uh, right after Endgame came out and he was is, like, he came on cause he knows Marvel shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he came on and he was like, bro, listen, this has just ripped open the door to all sorts of like, they're going to be bringing in the multiverse. They're going to be bringing in Kang, the conqueror. They're mm-hmm. going to be, which you know, spoiler alert. Um, go watch Loki. Um, it's like, like he's the he's a bigger, batter villain than Thanos is. That's where they're gonna be going with this shit. Like that's like if you if you look at the Infinity Gauntlet series or whatever, and you kind of see where everything's lining up. Like this mm-hmm. is what they're going for. Fast forward, you know, whatever it is now, two years later since Endgame came out, it's like right on track. Pardon me for the burp. Right on track for all that. Like, oh yeah. But here's the thing: I also heard from Brad is that. Sony still owns the rights to Spider-Man. Sony and Marvel, as if you guys don't know, or if you don't remember, Sony and Marvel were at odds. They had a licensing agreement to put Peter Parker into the MCU with Tom Holland. But then there was a licensing issue. Like like Disney wanted like a hundred percent of the, the profits off of like uh licensing like for toys and shit. Mm-hmm. Sony was like, the fuck? You know, they they said never mind Tom Holland's Spider-Man was pulled from the MCU, and after a lot of uproar, they figured something out, and they fucking got back together. There is an agreement in place right now. But from what I've, what Brad said he heard was that Sony is not interested in letting Spider-Man become MCU. They're mm-hmm. not interested in giving up that IP, the rights to it. What they want to do is they want to – the reason why they, like you were talking about the Sinister Six – and all that, and like this whole multiverse thing opening up, is that Sony wants to make their own like Spider Verse, like their own Tom Holland Spider Man universe outside of the MCU, away from the MCU, with their own multiverse to like have all this shit of different timelines jumping in. Hence the villains from the Tobey Maguire mo- movies showing up, but also the Andrew Garfield ones because you had. The electricity, which would be Jamie Foxx's Electro, but maybe not Jamie Foxx specifically, but mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the the sandstorm had the lightning in it, so you're thinking Sandman, you know, like, and that's why you're getting the ideas of the Sinister Six or the, the vibes of mm-hmm. it. It's like they're definitely going in that direction. Yeah. The fucking same exact actor that plays Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 is playing Doc Ock again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he even comes out and he's like, "Hello, Peter," you know, yeah. and it's like, "Ooh, boy!" Like, here's the thing, though. In that scene, is I he's think that growly, I think when Peter. he, I know like, that, that, I we that we can't that we can't even replicate. No. It's so good, but that when he says that, I'm pretty sure he sees. Peter as Spider-Man and knows Peter Parker in his universe is Spider-Man. So when you see Spider-Man, he probably just says, hello, Peter. I don't think he's talking to Tom Holland. I think he's talking to you Tom think Holland. He sees in... his face. Yeah. So, so like, because in, in to... the trailer, it does show his face after that, but that's probably it was just cut. It's a in. different you scene. Think it's... Yeah. 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 I think it's a different scene. Um, And so, uh yeah. So, but apparently Sony wants to make their own Spider-Verse multiverse universe, um, hey, don't shake your head. No, not because I think what I was going to say, if I did say it in my group chat to Brad, I was like, what they should do is that I want that. I want them to like, let's stop telling the Spider-Man origin and let's just start exploring all the villains, right? Um, because that's what they wanted to do with both of the other fucking series that they made, but they didn't do it with this well, one yet. There's like so,
1: 200 fucking villains in the Spider-Universe and we've seen the same 10 on repeat.
0: Yeah. And what I think, but I think would be a really good idea is if they, if if Sony and Marvel continue this um, relationship they have, is like, um, you know, fucking what's his nuts? Uh, Doctor Strange is in the new Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. We all know Spider-Man's part of the Avengers. I think it'd be really cool to have this spider, the Spider Verse being set up, but also like allow Tom Holland to reprise his role. It would be very in the best interest of business for both companies to allow Spider-Man to be a part of the MCU on occasion, as well as MCU characters popping in as cameos, because you can't just negate the like the the if you're going to have Tom Holland be your Spider-Man, you can't just ignore the relationship that was built between Peter Parker and Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is so a part of the the Tom Holland Spider-Man that you. It's how his fucking that's, that's suits nano Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: So the the way to get around that is mm-hmm. establish the MCU in relation to this Sony Spider Verse. Establish right. the MCU as essentially like the ultimate timeline, right? right. So rather right. than Uncle Ben giving him the great power, great responsibility speech, it's right. Tony Stark. That all happens in the Ultimate comics. I have read Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. So. That that's how you get around that, and if we're really playing with multiverse, like we're talking multi, yeah. like Spider Verse multiverse, mm-hmm. you can still have Tom Holland, but re show like use that like as an opportunity which this all depends on tom holland wanting to work for sony you know outside of the the marvel cinematic universe and i'm sure i, I don't yeah. know how any of that shit no, works. Yeah. they could have to recast spider-man altogether, yeah or focus on miles morales going in and have tom holland cameo and and whatever and whatever um and and cast on oh, miles morales shit. so and have the the entire spider-verse based off of miles just like they did with the the animation yeah um but they could just essentially set up, like, if they wanted to use Tom Holland, whether it was primary character or secondary or whatever, they would just have to say this Tom Holland Spider-Man is from Earth 616 versus the, the events we see in the MCU, which is Earth, Earth you know,
0: Jesus Christ, Earth, like, 802. So it's like, yeah you know, that's that's how simple, it, it, like... It, it, it is that simple um from a creative standpoint mm-hmm. uh, where the simplicity gets muddled and turns to fucking tediousness tediosity i like that word it's not real i just made it up i mean it's it's Um, how they
1: do comics like
0: no i know but the difference is that we're talking about two corporations that want all the money sure and i think i think both companies realize right now right now that as cool as a toby Maguire cameo would be or is going to be whatever it is spider-man right now to this generation of fans watching these movies like everyone watching them now spider-man is tom holland
1: well think about this so you and i were born in the the early 90s okay for a generation of kids that this is their spider-man like 10 year olds right now who love the tom holland spider-man which what a fucking time can you imagine being a kid with the fucking mcu but oh yeah like it's the same time equivalent between this Spider-Universe and the Tobey Maguire universe as if we were born and the Spider-Man that everyone else loved is from, like, the 70s. Okay? No, that's I know. That's the mathematical equivalent. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there are kids right now who love Tom Holland who don't watch the old ones because to them it's, like, old and cheesy because it's 20-fucking-year-old sure.
0: animation. I think what I meant by the – like, I don't mean this generation being – the kids watching. I mean, the people like, sure. like, like this rendition of Spider Man. Like you and I, obviously, are the generation of Tobey Maguire Spider Man, but we're still watching Spider Man. It's still Tom Holland, or mm-hmm. it is Tom Holland. We, I mean, this current group of people who watch Spider Man are watching Tom Holland Spider Man, and right now he is Spider Man.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the reason why I was even bringing that up is because right now I think Disney and Sony recognize that. So. The problem with – the only problem with splitting into another Spider-Man and letting Tom Holland go be MCU Spider-Man or, or, or introducing a new Spider-Man that gets taken from the Sony one and thrown into the MCU is that as long as Tom Holland is playing Spider-Man in somebody's universe, that's the Spider-Man that people are going to focus on, and that's where the money's going to go. Sure. So, so – there's no way Sony's gonna be like, we're gonna introduce all these Spider Men, Spider Mans, and uh and and bring in like a Miles Morales so that way Tom Holland can go play our character that we own in somebody else's universe. Um, and then no like we're we're gonna watch a we, we will go watch a Miles Morales Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't knock it out of the park though, we might not come back for another Miles Morales Spider-Man movie when we know Tom Holland's off doing his fucking thing in the in the MCU, which is like, unfortunately, even though there is no picking sides, right? You and I are going to watch MCU, like an Avengers movie. And then we're also going to pay to watch a fucking Batman movie. And then we're also going to pay to watch the Miles Morales movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like there's Miles Morales fans that never watch Tom Holland movies, you know, right. but it, it's like, we're all this like, but they view it that way. They view like there's a separated fan base. Like like you're, like you have your fans and I have my fans and I want to take your fans. That's not the case, but that's how they view it because they're afraid that the money's not going to flow in their direction. So they're never going to give us separated Spider Man as long as the money is there. Sure. Like like I think it'd be a like the that's why I say best case scenario for both sides is that you keep the contract open and allow overlap, you know? Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about this whole Spider-Verse, multiverse thing opening up is that everybody is loving this multiverse concept that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And what is it doing? It's opening the door for all this fun and creativity, right? Right think about all of the different, you know, old actors or old characters that are going to come into play and meet this this new Spider-Man that they never saw before. And yada yada yada. What the fuck have I been saying about Star Wars? I've been saying Open that world between worlds. Bring us all these other random-ass timelines. Give us time travel in Star Wars, and what is it going to do? It's going to make everything more fun because your options and creativity can just fucking flow without worrying about ruining the sacred timeline. Because when you learn that there's more than one fucking timeline, that one timeline is no longer sacred. Now, you can pick your favorite timeline, and that's what fans do. Fans are like, I love this timeline because this timeline has that shit. But that means... You can be like that, that timeline's cool, but I love this timeline. And the cool thing about those two timelines, when you open up time travel and multiverse splitting and all that shit, is that you can have somebody who goes, I like both timelines, so I'm going to make something where they overlap in some way, you know? Yeah. And well, and
1: this is kind of like why I dig to um, <laughs> the Lego Star Wars holiday special, mm-hmm. where. They were essentially just jumping around to different periods in time and yeah, different, like, dude. Yeah, like it's sick. And my my thoughts on like opening Star Wars to a multiverse type situation, mm-hmm. um, the the pessimist in me wants to say like, you know, it's kind of a creative cheat because mm-hmm. it does t- alleviate the need to. Um, to really focus on continuity and and make sure that you know there's no overlap between this and another project and this and that and you don't want to step on this creator's toes because I want to create something that kind of discredits this and this and that like so in that aspect like fuck yeah like I guarantee you there would be some some quality storytelling because it could kind of be used as a crutch on the optimist side of me you're absolutely right where it's just like It could... Basically the same fucking thing. It could open up some incredible fucking shit. What if stuff. And, and, you know, a lot of people like to separate Star Wars from any other fucking property in the world. But when it comes down to it, like, Star Wars and, and Lucasfilm and Disney as a company has to look at the success rate. So, like, believe it... Whether you want to believe it or not, like, Marvel and Star Wars are if not brother and sister, at least cousins, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And if Marvel is doing this thing, right. And it's one, like it's not hello kitty, but it is a pretty good fucking franchise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Jesus fuck. Uh, Why not try to take some of the cues, which I think they are. Okay. So like, you know, we, we have all of this dope fucking shit coming up. Like, within the matter of months bro like before we know it december is like three four months away okay yeah we're gonna have book of boba fett we're gonna have we have visions coming out like next month right Mm -hmm. or is it coming yeah uh something like that we have all of these different fucking projects and, and things that are coming out in in batches right and it's just like This is the Marvel formula. Whether you realize it or not, it is hey, here's this. Oh, here's this thing that takes place a little bit before this. Oh, hey, here's something kind of weird and new, and we're gonna keep it over here. But if you like it, we're gonna keep working on it and we're gonna we're gonna turn this into something. Yeah, Uh, I I
0: guarantee that's what visions is. Oh yeah. Like that's that's what it's like here's a here's a taste Mm -hmm. of a different style of storytelling and whichever one of these Pops off the most. I guarantee they're they're gonna turn it into something. A
1: hundred percent. And and why not? Why not throw out like if you're fishing, you're gonna have a better success rate with nine rods versus one. Sure. Right. So rather than put all your eggs in one basket, whether that's the sequel trilogy, whether that's whatever, and and leave it susceptible to great fucking ridicule and people being like, I don't really fuck with this. So now I'm I don't know if I fuck with current Star Wars anymore. Why not throw fucking nine cool things in and say, "Hey, out of these nine things, three of them ought to be fucking bangers." And right, they they're like they're starting to listen to people. Okay, John Favreau, Dave Filoni. Okay, right. Filoni verse, baby. Let's go. We're getting Ahsoka. We're getting this. We're getting that. Like, I am excited for the for the direction that Disney is taking Star Wars. Right. Um, I think that they've worked out a lot of their kinks. And like I said, I, I watched the entire sequel trilogy this week. It's all fresh. Like, there are great fucking things about those movies. And, and a lot of that comes from, you know, J.J. Abrams specifically. Um, and no disrespect, to Ryan Johnson, but like, you're right. And I never realized before that like J.J. Abrams was executive producer for The Last Jedi 2. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he did have creative input shit. all so, like,
0: of the opportunity yeah to fix so, that storyline. so he, he could didn't.
1: have he knew what was going on the entire time and like i like jj abrams i love mm-hmm. lost i love whatever um it's it just didn't hit with a lot of people besides right. the point um i'm super excited i'm excited for the future of disney star wars and How like this is, is it go ahead oh no i'm just saying and like this is me like like just full fucking honesty. Like I am so excited for Acolyte and Kenobi. I'm even warming up to Andor. I'm excited for Andor. You want to know why? Not just for cameos and and shit, but like also for the overall story. Like I want to see everything between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I'm at like I'm dedicated to this. I want every day documented. twenty year portion. Yeah, yeah. I want to see everything, and yeah. it starts with the Ahsoka novel, and it works its way up to fucking New Hope. Rogue One. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is literally the beginning and the end. I want to see it fleshed out, dude. I want to see... And, like, that's why... And and a lot of that probably has to do with, like, Rebels really fucking growing on me. Um, And and, and other shit, other projects and stuff, too. But, like, I'm just... You know, Jedi Fallen Order takes place during this time. Andor's Mm going to take place during this time. Kenobi's going to take place during this time. So we have this whole timeline that is being focused on and in development while we also have five years post return of the Jedi where we have the entire Filoni verse popping off. In, and Filoni and Favreau basically tasked with let's connect the OT to the sequels and soften the blow of, which I think a lot of people are, you know, they're, they're kind of hesitant when you approach it with that kind of mindset of like, this is just to make the sequels not suck. I don't feel this way. But I'm like, this is a lot of people, Yeah, but like, I think I don't know man it's just it's it's free real estate baby You know it's, what dude
0: this is where Star Wars fans become unique right This is where it, what makes Star Wars fans unique to any other fan base right I think and I could be wrong but this is just a, this is something I just thought of Imagine being a fan of something Imagine after Thor Dark World comes out and you go Wow, that wasn't very good. Now that's my opinion of it. I'm sure a lot of people liked it, but imagine if Thor Dark. What what is what is a Marvel? What is, inside the phases so far? What is one of the Marvel movies that is like that was that's not a good movie? Hulk. Sure, there you go, <laughs> Hulk. Imagine watching Hulk, or imagine watching, in my opinion, Thor: Dark World, and being like, "Wow, that wasn't very good. Fuck everything else that the Marvels right. gonna make." It's crazy. You know, it's insane to me. Like to realize With how like how good Solo was too and Rogue Marv, One. MCU's done. MCU's over. Yeah, I'm just going to stick to the movies that came out before this. It's like no, like yeah. Did did a lot of people hate the sequel movies 100%. But you know what? There's more Star Wars. Other mm-hmm. people, other people can make movies. Just because yeah. two people, just because JJ and Ryan made something you didn't like and they happened to be you know under Kathleen Kennedy's payroll doesn't mean that more people different directors and writers coming in under her payroll are going to be creating the same thing that they made you know and one of the Preach. things that bothers me about this um this whole making the sequels better idea is that it's not trying to make the sequels better what they're doing is and they and by the way the the fucking uh, sequel, uh, retcon, for sure not happening. Like, like they're 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 building up too much it never shit. To was the, going to, to, and it never was going to. But it was it was kind of it was a theory that was gaining some steam, and uh, it's not it was it's not happening. Um, if anything, they're like, they're doubling down on connecting it to everything else, and that's and that's what they're doing. It's Bring not that it they're on, tra- it's not that they're trying to make the sequels better. It's that they're like, all right. Here are the sequel trilogy is part of the story. Mm -hmm. However that story was told, however, you know, good or bad, however well or terrible that story was told. It is a part of the story and it brought in a bunch of shit that needs answers. So rather than cut it off and pretend like it never happened, they're telling better stories in better quality, more fun that are just leading up to it, like telling the story that gets you there. It's Mm. not that Mandalorian is going to make last Jedi better. It's that it's that the story itself is going to be completely fleshed out. And and, in, in the, in like the, the way they're doing it is not saying, well, this is, this is making these movies you don't like more likable. This is being like, look, Sorry. There's some movies that are in this story that aren't very good, but allow us to apologize to you by making good story leading up to it, and that 100%. and that's what they're doing. It's not, yeah. it's and it's also not, and, and at this point, it's not even an apology anymore. It's that yeah, you don't like those, but this isn't that. Yeah, it, it, just because we lead up to it, just because we're telling you how it got there, it doesn't make this that. You yeah. know. Dave Filoni's stories, John Favreau's ability to tell stories is not the same as JJ and Ryan. And you know what? It's not that Ryan and JJ can't tell good fucking stories, right? It's that the way they chose to tell the story, people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just end of story. Pardon the pun. You know, and it's like, <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it's kind of frustrating because you you don't get this with other fan bases where where you make one mistake, and some people will just chop it off how the like, fuck
1: is the marvel fan base so fit, civil like they're just so civil who yeah i and don't like hear, lord of
0: the rings i don't hear anybody who's an iron man fan shitting on another person for being a thor fan right you know what i, I mean. I can sit
1: here and say thor the dark world in my opinion
0: is the best movie in the mcu and i'll never talk to you again but no, that's not, not the I, point No, it's because no, 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 it's because no, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm, like, I'm a star wars fan that's not sacrilegious like
1: saying the last jedi is yeah. my favorite Star Wars. Movie. You, you, if you mention, oh, then the Last you're not Jedi. a real Star Wars fan. Then you need, yeah. like, no, 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 like, oh, dude, you're like, just,
0: you're just a Raylo. You're just a Raylo.
1: What That's is it with are. our fan base? Even like, so this is gonna get pessimistic for like 30 seconds, and I'm, I'm sorry, but like, even, I, I am the majority of our podcast online presence. Okay. Mm-hmm. I look at a lot of pages. A lot of like, I look at a lot of pages. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that have like fuck the sequels and their bio and shit Mm -hmm. like it's a fucking gang with like turf wars Mm -hmm. like throw your set what are you on prequel fam okay you're cool like like it it feels like like i if i were to go to this one of these things you know one of these fucking pages and be like you know yeah ray was kind of a mary sue and this and that Mm -hmm. but like you know if you go back and watch and you can see this and this and this and maybe she's you know able to know about Uh, how to trick the Stormtrooper into letting her go because, you know, by this time, the stories of the Jedi have ran through the galaxy as a, you know, means of sparking hope and this and that. And she's heard about Jedi mind tricks and yeah, they just, I saw him just go like this and say something. And so she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, fuck it. Well, I kind of feel this thing. Let me try it. Like, and because she's so strong with the Force, because she's a fucking Palpatine, like, if you try to go into this, you're like, nah, fuck, She, she didn't get any fucking training. Luke had to train on Dagobah for, and it's just like, Okay, like, oh, why is she so good with a lightsaber? Never handled a lightsaber, motherfucker. She kicked people's asses on Jakku with a fucking staff for her entire life. Let's
0: be. Let's You're telling be, me let's she be. doesn't know how to
1: fucking swing something?
0: Let's make it real world for a second, right? This is a young, attractive female yep. living alone on a desert planet with some fucking scavenger, shady ass people. Yup. And she's still alive and around. She knows how to fucking handle her shit. And her you know?
1: face ain't fucked up.
0: And she has not a mark on her. She knows yeah. how to handle some shit. You know what I mean? Like her eyeliner's done. She's fine. Damn. Exactly. You know. <laughs> she knows what the fuck she's doing. So like, maybe hand her a lightsaber. Yeah. And maybe she knows how to fucking use it a little bit. Granted, I know there's there's but there's a there's a lot of shit, and I'm not trying to sit here and start nothing. But like, when it comes down to it, all I'm saying is. Is and this is why
1: we do this because before we had a podcast, yours and I's primary fucking friendship was like, Oh, what if this is this? and talking about the movies that were coming out, mm-hmm. and like, um, like that's what Star Wars is about. Like, that's a fucking fun thing. Us yeah. talking about, Oh, who is Snoke? Oh, Snoke's this, that, uh, you know, it's this is why we do it because this is this is the, the love that we have for this franchise 100%. Now, I don't know. I I guess this is my bi-weekly call of telling everybody, chill the fuck out. We're all Star Wars fans. You can like different shit, and it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our number one fan, arguably, uh, uh, Minerva. Mm-hmm. Um, bless her heart. We got to get into what she... She also sent me another thing on DM yesterday, mm-hmm. but... I then I read the email and I'm like, oh, this is gonna fill up enough time that like we're gonna save the DM for next week. It has to do with Crosshair and, and Bad Badge, so okay, um, I'm buying y'all fucking slackers some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I, I forgot where I was going. I started complimenting Minerva. It does.
0: It doesn't. Like, you're basically. I don't know. You were saying she's our number one fan, arguably. Oh, I don't but she know. like she dived in with the sequels,
1: right? Yeah. I don't yeah. value her any less of a fan than I am who's watched this shit since 1993. She like,
0: started with the sequels, and she still loves the OT and, and prequels. She loves all, all the of characters. all of this lore is
1: new to her. Like, yeah. it's all fresh and exciting for her. And imagine mm-hmm. being part of a community where you look to your peers because she gets on Reddit and tries to talk to people about Star Wars. It gets and shit gets shit on or fucking, shut down. Yeah. And it's you know? like – imagine like, that would have to be disheartening. Why would you want to be part of a fucking – Fan group of people, a fandom that is so toxic like that, and that's I guess you know what I'll say this and we'll move on. That's why we hope to provide a safe place for people to come in and share their opinions and be able to talk because, like,
0: I respect everyone. I don't give a shit what you like as long as you don't shit on other people. Like, like, like anybody who's got a theory or or an opinion or any of that shit about Star Wars can can send it to us, and we're we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about it. We're not going to judge you. I'm not saying you can't because, think
1: shit sucks, but like. Yeah,
0: but at the same, I just mean yeah, exactly. You don't have to like everything, but like yeah, I don't know. Um, kind of like I I do got some <laughs> shit going on in a little bit, so like let's we should probably we get into the podcast. Let's, let's Let, we us not got to wrap it up. Let's <laughs> like, let's start let's start talking about our podcast here. Um, uh, uh, so I wanna I, I'm gonna sorry if you don't mind. I'm gonna probably cherry pick a couple things that I really want to talk about. Love it, um, do it. One of the things is, trying to keep a segue going here, is there is rumors going on about a Finn show. Mm-hmm. Now, that is why I was saying this, and it's it's kind of more than rumors. So we all know that uh, there's been issues with John Boyega and his view of the way Disney, uh, treat, not Disney, but like the way his character was treated. And he's actually been kind of outspoken about the way minorities on sets and stuff had been being treated. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know. That's a that is a heavy thing to get into, and I don't know enough about it to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is there are rumors that he is actually back in talks with Lucasfilm about reprising the role as Finn, and it's it'll I wanna be. I want to know what that paycheck looks dude, like, bro, oh, dude. I would love to know. I would love to know the I number of see the zeros script and the paycheck. on the end of that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The script and paycheck have to be really like really dope. Um, but anyway, like uh, really convincing. Let's put it that way. Um. Yeah. Because he was he was like, like literally tweeted when someone fuck asked Disney, him, "Fuck Disney, well, fuck Star Wars, fuck all of you." Someone <laughs> tweeted at him was like, "Oh, do you think we'll ever see Finn in a in a you know or not Finn but John in a in a Disney Plus show?" And he's like he retweets and says, nah, I'm good." You know, it's like he's straight up. Sa- like it's like okay, you know, he's pissed, but Shit. we all do and say things uh, when emotions get involved, and uh, we all change our minds a lot of the time when uh, money gets involved. So. But no, so basically, we all know that uh, uh, with Gina Carano's um, um, departure. firing, departure from the company, yeah. um, the entire show Rangers of the New Republic was scrapped. Um, or at least they announced that it was scrapped. Yeah. Um, but apparently, the rumor here is that it is now being replaced with a Finn show. Uh, that was initially kind of used as like a movie, but now has been turned into a you know probably eight to ten episode long disney plus show sure. and it's supposed to be <clears throat> focusing on finn post rise of Skywalker, but like post post rise of Skywalker like down the line mm-hmm. Finn's art you know and, and following him and like his in his uh journey in the resistance um as well as even flashing back and explaining how. Like, his time as a stormtrooper and the things that led up to his ultimate decision in The Force Awakens. I'm um, so excited. I, dude. If this comes <sighs> to fruition, like, Finn is an, like, he is
1: pure potential. Yeah. Pure potential. Pure potential. What what, what was pulling at his heart to want to defect from, this? you know, that, the First Order other than... Mm-hmm. Obviously, his friends dying around him, and them opening firing on a village like that had to be that was the final straw for him. Yeah. Um, which during my rewatch, I noticed, which I've never noticed before, that like he bends down to his friend that got shot, and it was Poe that shot his friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never, never
0: noticed I've, that. Before. I've actually thought of that. Yeah. Right. But uh, anyway, but it's, so. that was, but that was never, that was never explored in the movies. No. And it's like, could you imagine? Yeah, so like, uh, you know, I would love to see that conversation
1: between him and Poe, like, of like, you know, what, you know, when I first met you, like, I I needed a pilot, this and that. Mm-hmm. You gave me a name, you gave me a sense of identity. I appreciated that. Um, you know, I understand that because they went on to fucking destroy tons of stormtroopers together. So right. it's not like it's a, they blasted their fucking way out that hangar. Right. Um, right. So. I don't know. I mean, but, like, I want to see Finn flush. I want to see him have fucking conversations. I want to see him discover other than, oh, Ray, I need to tell you something. And then at the very end, like, I can move shit, too. Yeah. like But I,
0: it could explore that. It could explore yeah. that,
1: that force sensitivity. When he's piloting and has, like, a fucking, you know, f- you know, trying to use that fucking turret in the Millennium Falcon or something. And mm-hmm. that thing's just jerking him around and him, like, tuning into the force and being able to fucking, you know... Do what he needs to do now,
0: and uh, I think I think best not best case. I think one of the most fun directions to go. Um, now I have, as I've talked about on here, I have my sequel trilogy rewrite that I'm working on. Um, but I also had started another piece of before I started the rewrites. I did. Uh, I'm still it's still like a project I'm working on, but it's continuing the canon of the Rise of Skywalker. And it is Ray training Finn, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be in, in like, like I, that's where I want to see this go. But I don't want to see it like so. The bottom of this article says that there's no mention if Daisy Ridley or Oscar Isaac will reprise their roles, um, but it's it wouldn't be that surprising if they did also because I guess I, in, in at the bottom of this article it says um, Boyega returning isn't that big of a surprise. The story comes on the heels of the actor recently acknowledging that he'd be open to a return to Star Wars. That wasn't the first time we talked about reprising the Finn character either. The topic came up last fall too. So with that in mind, and it being a Finn show, you know how like, dude, if this is something if this gets like at least executively produced by Favreau and Filoni, like not directly directed by that's a weird sentence. Mm-hmm. Um but but like you know that they love their cameos. You know that we'll see uh, at least a glimpse of Ray, or or like you you can't you can't have Finn without Poe in some capacity. Like they they semi established that um, with them hanging out together playing Djarik. (laughs) Ray. Well, no. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, keep her out of the fucking show just so we don't have to hear him yell that shit. No, I don't think I don't think he would ever yell that shit. Um, unless it, unless she's walking away, like they're about, like she shows up for a minute and then she has to go back on Jedi shit, and she's walking away, and he goes right. She turns around, and he goes, "I love you." You know, that's the only way I'll be okay with it because it's like finally you fucking acknowledged it. Um, but just like Finn, like so, and and full disclosure, I I'm repeating something that that, um, Josh and Theory said on their podcast was that what if it's Finn like years down the line, older looking Finn. Give give him make him look a little more weathered, give him some little bit of gray in the beard if he has a beard or in his hair, you know, and make him like in like he's been with the resistance now for the last 10-15 years doing shit, you know. Yeah. Um granted I'd be okay with it if it was like if it's like a time jump like 5 years down the line. Um and like mainly because Star Wars is really good when you have a time jump and then you put up character in a position uh, that they weren't in the last time we saw them, and now you have more room for expo- you know exposition, uh, make Finn more Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. Make him trained. Yeah. Give give him a lightsaber that maybe he doesn't like using all that time. Because yeah. if there is anybody that came out of the sequel trilogy that should be a Qui-Gon-esque Jedi that doesn't like to use violence, it's Finn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Finn comes from violence, therefore he shouldn't want the violence. The way he would like, you know, he doesn't want to. He saw the the atrocities of the first order, and he doesn't like that. He doesn't like the idea of of murdering the amount of people he's murdered in those that trilogy. Um, Rey, on the other hand, grew up having to survive, so her first instinct is to fight. Um, therefore, she would be more of an Obi Wan style uh, Jedi. Um yeah. Hence the blue, or she's got yellow now. So take that back. Rip, that didn't say that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Finn, Finn being. Finn being a little older, a little more trained. What color
1: lightsaber do you think Finn would have?
0: Oh, shit. Um, I think they would make it purple just to fuck with us.
1: That's (laughs) fuck. I'm not touching that, bro.
0: (laughs) I mean in the context of, like, he could be Miss Windu's kid. You know, because that was like. you remember all that? Yeah, I remember Samuel Jackson telling everybody on the fucking, like, the show, like a talk show, being like, he's my son. People are like, what? He's like, he's clearly a Jedi. It was a Jedi on the trailer, and the only other black Jedi you've ever seen is me with a purple lightsaber. You know, I remember those theories. Um, And then none of them making sense because it's 40 fucking years later or however long it was. Um, But also another thing it says, they're supposed to be in this show kind of an explanation of how he came into the First Order and uh, show where he is going in a post-Rise of Skywalker world and share a villain from his past. So, Phasma. <laughs> please no. Um I I there was the, the the original article I saw this in, the one I sent you isn't this article. Um and it mentioned something about a villain from his past and who it could possibly be. How could it's, he have a
1: villain from his past if he's been with the fucking first order since he was a child?
0: Um Oh, it's easy, dude. Like it it could just it could just be
1: dude he bullied him
0: no dude it doesn't have to be that fucking mundane um like it could be that uh phasma you're right it could only be phasma can't be kylo ren you know who could be the villain if not i mean it's not like finn ever had post
1: first order phasma well
0: that's the other thing too if you fast forward far enough you have you have time in there that's not explained that you can create a villain, you know. Um, but anyway, that's that's a really cool concept to me. Anyway, um, I'm I, all for it, man.
1: Uh, all jokes aside, I want to see Finn get respected as a character, and like yeah. I said, he's pure
0: potential. If, if I, I love if John Boyega, a, if there's a character that deserves an apology tour, it's him. Yeah, you know, throw Rose do, in do, there. Do his <laughs> sure like sure. do do them proper, you know. Yeah. Give Glimpses them... of
1: Ray's academy, her Jedi academy. Because yeah. and...
0: we wow. know that was going to be a thing. So. Um, Cad Bane is supposed to be in the Book of Boba Fett, rumored Ooh, to be.
1: downshift. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Bow. Bow. Uh, but... I, don't,
0: I couldn't care less about Cad Bane. Fuck a segue. Um, We're going right. Fuck <laughs> a segue. I mean, actually, the proper segue would have been to go start straight talking about this dyad email because, all honesty... Like, that's going to be a conversation, so we should probably have that conversation. But, is there anything you want to talk about before we get into her thing here?
1: Okay. Uh. Yeah. Cad Bane, rumored to be in Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Drop um, that bomb and move on. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Go check it out on a YouTube video near you that's not made by us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did want to talk about the the Kenobi pictures leak real quick. Ooh, yeah. We can, it's not even – dude, that's the only reason I'm touching on it is like when I saw a leak, I'm, I am I was at first hesitant. I'm like, I don't the, – the, the podcaster in me is like, I need to report. I need to talk about this and digest yeah. it. And then I got into it, and honestly, I was kind of relieved to be like, okay, it's literally concept drawings of a Hayden Christensen-style Vader like hooked up to a machine and then a concept drawing of a back to tank and then his face mask. That's it. Now, if we're going to get Vader in any kind of capacity, a, they're going to want to show us it's Hayden. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. obvious that they're going to have some sort of scene where he has a face mask on getting fucking worked on. uh, Mm -hmm. If they're going to show him in any capacity outside of flashbacks. So Mm -hmm. that was the leak. If you've been afraid to look at it, know that that's all it is. It's, it's really not that bad. Yeah. It doesn't spoil, it doesn't say anything about the story. Like, I was ready to, like, fucking open that, because I was like, you Close know what, let's do it. And open it and see, like, Ewan and, you know, Hayden Christensen locking blades or something. It wasn't anything like that. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that... <sighs> Minerva came through. She came through. Um, I'm not even going to read all of this. This is how we're going to do this. Um, essentially... She's not even that much,
0: but... Well, do you in want to rela- read? No, I suck no, 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 no. no, 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 no you're, oh, I'm great at reading. But no, so essentially... You, yeah, go ahead. You, you, you were already on it. Go ahead. All I was saying was she wanted to talk about the Force
1: Dyad. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, what if the Force Dyad is the light side version of the Sith? And I think she means like Sith rule of two. Yes. Right? It is the light side version of that. So this prompted me to go on a... Force dyad slash rule of two kind of deep dive um to to really investigate it because i think it's a very interesting concept uh what are your thoughts on it so i I think essentially the point that's being made is like what if the uh the the force dyad is inherently a light side Mm. trait you know kylo being torn from the dark side constantly being pulled to the light and Rey kind of struggling to deal with her uh dark side tendencies because they're a dyad pulls them somewhere in the gray jedi category realm together um mm-hmm. so essentially like exactly what it, that's what it is so what is the force dyad inherently light side is i guess the first question and yeah. the second one would be is it the light side version of the sith rule of two which i actually know the answer of per wikipedia
0: I, I in the and i know the answer per wikipedia because so okay so when she first sent this i, I was like holy fucking shit good fucking point <laughs> yeah like it's got to be right and literally when i opened up the uh email again to reread it i remembered she is 100 percent right mm-hmm. uh because if you recall in the novelization of The Rise of Skywalker, you get a lot more information about the Emperor falling down the pit, transferring his essence to the clone body, talking and him talking about Anakin. And he literally says in the novelization of the movie, the canon book, Palpatine was trying to replicate the Force Dyad with Anakin. Mm-hmm. With with all of the, all, with all of the apprentices and, and, yeah. and masters, so Re-
1: replicate the Sith lore of a Force dyad. Yeah. Sith lore specifically.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the Force dyad is a thing, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, the the rule of two is replicating. The Force diet. Yeah. So So, this prompted me – I wanted to look up the Rule of Two. (laughs) No, she was
1: right. You know, like Minerva, you're absolutely right. So, like, this prompted me to look up the Rule of Two outside of reading, like, Path of Destruction. So Mm -hmm. um, the Rule of Two started with Darth Bane. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm just going to read the, the bit from Wikipedia. I re- will read this because it's like two sentences. Sure. Uh, the Rule of Two was a Sith philosophy established by the Sith Lord Darth Bane in order for the Sith to operate in secret and eventually get revenge on the Jedi Order following their near annihilation in the Jedi-Sith War. It was inspired by the concept of a Force Dyad. The Mm -hmm. rule mandated that only two Siths could exist in any given time, a master to represent the power of the dark side of the force and an apprentice to train under the master to one day fulfill their role. The philosophy of two governed the lords of the Sith. So it's, they were literally like, it was in the Sith lore. There hasn't been a force dyad in generations. I'm wondering, because I don't know when the first dyad would have taken place, but I'm wondering if it was Sith that had a dyad which i yeah. would find interesting In the fact that uh uh ben was so far in the dark side and because of their dyad it was almost pulling ray down with him when she's yeah. she's kind of struggling the way that like when she's on octu and doing the little you know close your eyes ray thing with luke and the fact that like she almost can't control it She's like, it's calling to me. I need to go. I need to investigate the the dark side thing. I need it. It has information and answers for me. And yeah. Luke was so scared because he's like, you didn't even try to to resist it. Yeah. And she is literally a daughter of a clone of one of the strongest Sith lords in history. Yeah. So it, it would make total sense that she would have a dyad with this other really like one of the few strong trained in the force people in the galaxy so i don't think that the force dyad is inherently light if anything i would kind of lean the opposite where because it was established in sith lore because the force dyad was proven to be such a powerful force that you know It literally helped the Sith establish themselves as a legitimate thing. So I don't know anything about the Sith history regarding the Force dyad, other than Darth Bane tried to create the Rule of Two in order to replicate that kind of bond. That by process of elimination, if there are no no other fucking Sith, these two are going to be so strong because they're literally the only two beings in the galaxy tapped in and trained in the dark side. Mm -hmm. That it was they were trying to basically placebo it to, to make it be like there's only two of us. If anybody's gonna be connected, come on force, it should be the two of us. Right. Um Right. So I, I So that's my only pushback on that is like I don't think that the force dyad is is an inherently light thing. And I don't necessarily it doesn't have to be a dark side thing. I think it is just a force thing. Not like right. I think it's you know, not grey Jedi, Sith or, or Jedi. I think it's literally just a force thing. It is the force Recognizing the importance of maintaining balance within itself that it takes these two people. There's not many Force-sensitive people in the world. Let's take Ben Solo and Rey and connect them, and ultimately it will result in balance and a new generation of Jedi. Because if you think about it, think about the Force as a living entity, literally choosing these two people to establish this dyad. Mm-hmm ultimately it works out right because at the end of this when all hope was lost you know kylo wanted to destroy the sith destroy the jedi leave it all in the past ray is just like she's going she is the future of the jedi it all is going to stem from ray so ultimately it's going to work out because force got pretty pretty extinct like it was there was people that obviously had the force broom Mm -hmm. boy for example but Mm -hmm. like literally the teachings of the force were going to be done. And like, how's the force going to thrive as a living thing that connects all living things. If everybody who practices religions based on it dies as well. So I think that the dyad comes in a critical point in the, the overall story of the force more so than any specific characters.
0: Yeah. that makes sense. No, it does. Because I was thinking about this. (laughs) No, clearly. Um, yeah, I like that. I that I like that idea of like it came back because the force was so So you had Well, shit. I still agree. But okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. So if you think about it, all right. So when when the Jedi were eradicated, right? You had Obi-Wan and Yoda. Whether or not they were out there doing Jedi shit, As far as the Force is concerned, these are two powerful manipulators of it that still exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sidious and Vader, right? Two and two, perfect balance. Um, And you have... So you got at least four, right? You also know Leia's out there. If, If you're the Force, right? Let's pretend the Force is a sentient thinking thing, right? And it looks at the number of people in the galaxy that can manipulate it. Now, I guarantee there was more people that could still do it. You know, we know that there was other Jedi in hiding. Ahsoka's still alive somewhere. Grogu's alive somewhere. You know, it's like all of these things. And so it's like at this point, you know, you have, you have, you have quite a few, you know, you have a few, but you have quite a few. And then in the sequel era, you've got Luke, who's running around doing Jedi shit, right? And Ben, actually you have a lot. Up until see, okay, I was I was trying to like flesh that idea out and it's not that I think I think it's not a I was trying to think of it in a balance concept of like Mm -hmm. there isn't that many out there, right? But in reality, like obviously like Ray is born ten ish years after Kylo. Kylo started already started training when Ray has been born. Now, if the dyad like the question is, did the dyad become prophecy basically from the moment their like Ray was born? Or was it Generated once she started tapping into her Force abilities because of the necessity at the time.
1: Well, now, she doesn't start sharing those visions with Ben until after she's already learned yeah, about the Force a little bit.
0: Yeah, but she also, according to the movies, um, Snoke slash Palpatine linked their minds. So it wasn't until she was powerful enough. You, you saying no?
1: I don't think it's, so. So, because okay. I mean, in reality, it was Palpatine that said that, so I mean, yes. you can say that, but, but how else would he know? Well, listen, Palpatine knows what a force dyad is. It's I know she, he literally lives among the Sith Eternals, he lives in a Sith cult. They all know what the force dyad is, okay? All of his fucking followers, like that is a real ass thing. So, I think Palpatine, if anything, was saying, Hey, you guys have this thing and I'm connected to it, so y'all better come see me because yeah. he knew and he he did he harnessed the power not of just them but of their dyad. their dyad is what restored and gave his body the strength to be free of a fucking crane regrow fingers and change his robe to a dope satin red like he, not
0: yeah you're right you're right you're right that it was did the all dyad of those things that that it was because he but let's not pretend that he knew about it though because and it's he important had to no, no, have no, no 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 I'll tell you why rewatch the scene Okay. When he, that when, uh, scene hold, aside, five seconds, five seconds. Rewatch the scene because it is important to the to what it is. Okay, what you see on the screen is what happened. Okay, he they're in front of him together, and they're about to kill him, and he he's like, "Fuck it, I gotta I gotta protect myself." He force put, drains them, and as soon as that shit hits him, the look on his face where he's like. What the fuck? And he's watching his fingers come back, and it clicks. And he goes, "A dyad in the force, a force like life itself." And he realizes in that moment, the two so of you them have. You don't think he realized it was a diad? No, you think, think he
1: knew they had a connection, but yep. he didn't think that like it because, was the. Because because the, the whole point the whole,
0: the whole point of of bringing Rey to him was to turn her to the dark side to have another dark side person, you know? Well, actually, he was gonna kill her. Uh And then, the whole point was, okay, so he knows, he consents in Kylo. He has some sort of feeling for this girl, right? Palpatine slash Snoke. So, he tells Kylo, bring her to me. He brings her to him, and he's about to have Kylo kill Rey to complete Kylo's training, to get rid of, like, the second-to-last thing he cares about, because his mom is still around, you know? hmm that was the point of Ray. You eliminate a temptation, you eliminate an enemy, and you complete training for your apprentice, right? He right. links their minds to get them both to believe they can turn the other person to bring them together, knowing or hoping that Kylo is more convincing to Ray than whatever. And it ultimately will get them in the same room for him to use his fucking strong ass force ability to keep Ray from doing anything. Mary Sue or not, she couldn't do shit to Snoke's power, you know? So. And it, it was it was Kylo's keen thinking to, to manipulate Snoke's yeah. arrogance, you know, that kills Snoke ultimately or whatever. Um, so it's like, yes, Palpatine knew about the dyad, but he didn't know they were a dyad until that moment when he recognizes that I just drained their force and it literally healed me, yeah. and then sucks it out of them. Right. So now I could be wrong, but if you're going off of what the movies show us. And, I, and I'm and until they tell us that those movies don't matter anymore. Like I'm still I'm still headcanons one thing, but when you see a thing on screen, you know it, go back. You know what? You should go back and rewatch that and tell me if I'm making some shit up. You know what I mean? I'll, like I'll re-watch because it. I just like, watched it a few days ago. Yeah. So like pers- perspective or perceptions a thing, but yeah. like um. So going back to like the whole force dyad origin type shit, I agree that it's not inherently light right it's just a force dyad um i think what probably happened was the sith stumbled upon it and we're like holy shit and you know what maybe power. some yeah exactly they're like power two people linked and they happened to both be dark side when it happened and it's like holy fuck now i'm not saying light side people didn't have it first or, like, you know, it's possible... We just don't know. We just don't know, right? Yeah. But, but the first people to document it, or at least in Palpatine's eyes, the first time he heard it was Sith lore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, Darth Bane probably was like, that's pretty cool, let's try to replicate that, we'll just keep... He knows how powerful he is, he's like, it's only a matter of time before I find someone that can connect to Oh, the to Force
1: chose you two random people, well, if there's only fucking two of us to choose from...
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. Gonna, it's gonna have to happen, you know? Um, and so... Palpatine says that he was trying to replicate that. Um, and I think when it comes to specifically Ben and Ray, I think when Ray started discovering her powers, um, she was light side, right? And I kind of, I've been going back because I remember I watched um, um, Freddie Prince Jr.'s rant about it, uh, not about it, but about Star Wars. And, and this was right before Rise of Skywalker came out. True. And, uh, you know, he he, was, he had made a couple good points. It's like he literally talked and learned about the, the story from both – from Dave Filoni, who learned it from George. And so it's like he knows Star Wars, right? Yeah. Freddie Prinze Jr. isn't just a Star Wars fan who plays a character. He loves and knows fucking Star Wars. So, like, he keeps saying – like, he says, there is no great Jedi. Like, there's light side and dark side. And the Force – I think he said the Force is inherently light in and of itself. So it's like the force dyad isn't necessarily inherently light, but the force is at the Mm -hmm. same time. And so I think when, when, cause when a force user, a force user doesn't start out evil, they start figuring out their powers and it's not until they're tempted and seduced to the dark side that they start. Now, some people may take more seducing others. Some people might be like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I want to do that shit and just be dark right away. Sure. But Rey is born. She's light side. Kylo at the not born, but she's born in the Force, right? She she learns her force abilities, she's light side. While Kylo has already been dark, right? Kylo has a spot in his heart that he knows, right? And this is even shown in the comics. Is like he knows part of him knows what he's doing is wrong, part of him knows that he still loves his parents. Well, not even just wrong, like he says in The Force Awakens, where yeah. he's like. For, or he's like grandfather like I need you to show yeah. me I keep feeling the pull to the light yeah. and I don't I want f- to but it's like I feel it again <laughs> you know <laughs> as you know the pull to the light because yeah. he knows you know he fucking knows uh so here's the thing with that though is that I think when when this happens Kylo is dark obviously he's fucking Kylo right now Ray is light the force dyad needs one thing once once two people are established the force dyad in my opinion Needs both parties to be on the same side of the pendulum, not pendulum, mm-hmm. the fucking whatever, they to be on the same side of the fence right, it's not gonna work to the way it's supposed to if they're on opposing sides of the force, all it needs one of you step over, one of you step over it's game over for everybody else and that's why he has the pull to the so light she, and she has, and the, she has pull the pull to the, pull the, to the dark because yep. the force is just trying to get them, one of them to fucking step over And it just so happens that even though Rey has that dark side, um, fuck, well, like, I don't believe that because she's a Palpatine that she has a more, a a deeper pull to the dark side. Um, I think that she just is emotional, and that in and of itself makes it easier to go to the dark side, right? Yeah. but added to the fact the Force is pulling her to the dark side to try to align her with Kylo, whereas that, that little bit of light in Kylo is trying this. to align him with her. Yeah. You know? And it just so happens that Ben crossed over first. Yeah. If Ray crosses over first, God fucking help the entire galaxy. But but Ben just... Leia's, Leia's help by by helping Kylo manifest that memory and and redo that memory with Han happened to bridge that gap because there was a fucking moment when when Rey is a is like in in the novelization of the book or of the movie there is a moment when he says empress palpatine and she almost does it yeah for, for the sake of saving her friends, she almost strikes down Palpatine, turning herself to the dark side and becoming the Empress Palpatine for a brief moment. It just so happens Ben had already come back and she didn't know it yet. But yep. there is they almost fucking did it. And then when he shows up, that's when they realize it's go time. And the Force is like, you are a dyad. It's time to go, and then all of that awesomeness gets completely shit on by Palpatine's ability just to suck it out of him. But that's not the point. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. So like the the but the Force ultimately, the Force wants the dyad two as one, and and what did it accomplish? Kylo literally transferred himself into her. They are now one inside of her body. Yeah, like the the dyad. It's pretty lives. fucking cool. It's really fucking poetic. If you get rid yeah. of everything else that people shit on and you just look at it in that context like what a cool fucking story yeah. you know and like yeah so right now like I think I think Minerva was 100% right in, in the context of like the dyad is what inspired the rule of two it just so happens it's not necessarily I mean it, it actually okay depending like we don't know if what Freddie Prince was saying is true is that the, the force is inherently light then yes the 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 dyad itself is a light side thing that the sith discovered because they happened to both be you know dark when it happened but mm-hmm. i don't know it's like yeah i don't i don't think you have to be you don't have to be light to be a dyad it's just you know
1: this can go on too and like we're going to wrap it up i mean this could sure. go on too of like why there is that sith history of the apprentice striking down their master yeah. is in an attempt to absorb their power yeah. you know what i'm saying which which they do talk about they talk about that in uh the legends darth Plagueis novel by mm-hmm. james lucino where it was essentially like it's like a chain reaction of like you strike me down i go into you your, your apprentice strikes you down we go into them and we build that power like i mm-hmm. am every sith that was before me um i really like this Like, I've never really actually thought about it in this concept of, like, or even really thought about the relation between the rule of two to Mm -hmm. the force dyad. But Mm -hmm. I like that idea of the rule of two being established to force the force to create a force dyad amongst the two most powerful dark side users at that time. Yeah. And ultimately results in a chain reaction of Apprentice to master to apprentice to master of apprentice to master all the way down the road until the sith are essentially unstoppable they don't need an army they don't need temples and tons of people training in the sith because if there's one most powerful being that through a series of forced dyads Mm -hmm. um is the most powerful force user in the galaxy right ultimately and i think Palpatine believed that that series of culmination was ultimately going to end up you know being resolved within him or his right. clone or whatever he's like this this chain of dyad stops with me yeah I'm going to be that forever living strongest force you know st- dark side force user to ever exist um, right
0: I love now, this I, I think this is cool as shit so one of the cool th- one of the, the other things too is that um, it's a the Force diet apparently isn't. It's. It's not just. It's not the power that these Force users wield, right? It's the connection these individual Force users have with the Force, and in with each other as well. Because because if you watch in the Rise of Skywalker, uh, Palpatine takes all of their like not all, of but he takes their fucking Force power, right? He drains it out of him. Now imagine it's like on a, it's on a regen. You know, you can lose it all, but it slowly starts coming back because you have a connection Battlefront to the Force. Two style. Battlefront yeah. Two style. Palpatine takes all of that shit. He essentially absorbs the power of the dyad within him, which is um, why he's able to. You know, I believe it's after that is when he starts electrocuting everybody, right? Yeah. You know, after he um, regenerates. Yeah. After he regenerates. Um, both of the both the dyads are, you know, the dyad members are passed out. Kylo, or Ben, happens to be the first one to rise, so that way you know, he can say his as I fell, as Skywalker, whatever. Um, yeah. But it's not it's not that, it's like yeah, a, a forced dyad has some really fucking strong power but it's not the power that makes the dyad, it's the connection, which is yeah. why Ben's able to come back up after Rey stands up she gets all, like, knowing Basically, uh, what happens at the end is, like, Rey has an incredible uh, battery to hold Force power. That shit gets drained. She goes up to Palpatine and all the Jedi, whether they're, all like, dead already or if it's just all the Jedi that are left in the galaxy, meaning Ahsoka, uh, possibly still alive. They charge that battery. And what they do is they just take their power and they fucking charge that battery. They yep. use her as the conduit to all use their powers to stop Palpatine in that moment. To re like, say what you will about how it happened.
1: I wonder if she has a higher capacity for the force being involved in the dyad. So yeah, by all the I Jedi charging her up and even with, you know, Ben solo down yeah. Um, she's charged up, she's strong as shit. And she and can she amplify does, that yeah.
0: power that they give them. So it's like you got Yoda. They almost like a vessel and they yes. all contribute to the end of Palpatine. First of all, let's just run down these names real quick. Mace Windu, Yoda, yeah. Kanan, Obi-Wan, Anakin, uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple more I thought. But anyway, just let's just pretend it's those six. That were talking to her, right? Um, oh, yeah. I think Shock T was in there. Shock T. Uh, Clone Wars Anakin, two different Anakins. Uh, just, but they're both, <laughs> whatever. Um, all of those powerful motherfuckers, right? A few of them have higher chlorian counts than Palpatine. Yes, I went there. Um, they all take their power and they put it into Rey, who then takes that power and makes it even stronger given her attachment to the dyad. And. It kind of makes a lot of sense that she was able to melt that motherfucker. She Thanosed him with his own shit. You know and what I be mean? A
1: fucking Mary Sue in general.
0: Yeah, because she just because of the dyad itself, of course. You know, yeah. and it's it's not her. It's not her connection to Palpatine. It's her connection to the Force that makes her that powerful. Ben is as powerful as her, if not a little bit less, but he also has training. He yeah. already has. He has a doctrination in his head of how he's supposed to use his powers and what his powers are meant for, and and like because he's been trained by. Now, granted, Luke is Luke is probably the best person to get trained by, because um, he's not, you know, indoctrinated. The he way he essentially got trained by Luke and then the Emperor. It's yeah, like, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. You, you've you got you've got he's in some pretty good hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, because of that, he probably doesn't have just that raw instinct that Ray does. Ray doesn't care about why she's using her power or how she's using it. She, she yes, she doesn't care about how she's using it. She's caring about why she's using it. Yeah. Hence, blowing up the transport that potentially had Chewie. She was so raw emotion, wanting to keep her friend from going away, and pissed off that this motherfucker is like trying to get you know I, I hate him and he's trying to make my friend leave and she's like i'm going to stop this thing from going and then fucking blows it up because she's like oh i didn't care about how i was using it i cared about why i was using it whereas Kyler pure Kyla, emotion pure which is emotion. kind of a dark side thing yeah it's it's a it's a human being it's it's <laughs> sure. a sentient yeah anyway um she doesn't have that
1: stigma of you're supposed to act like this and no yeah. if you want to be stronger like this you act like this she it's, operates on pure feeling what she feels is right, what's the best for her and it's her social, friends.
0: It's social social conditioning. Yeah, It's like you're told to do one thing your entire life, you stop doing what you feel is what you should be doing. And ultimately, it's you know, you should always just do what you feel is right, despite what others around you say to do. You know, yeah. that's that's the lesson to be learned from the fall of the Jedi, is, yeah. is trust your instincts, do what you need to do, you know, despite what others may say. Um, okay. yes yeah. but that, of
1: doing what we need to do yeah all right so that was awesome I loved going through that I actually really love that uh, we have another Minerva send-in that we're gonna tackle next week which is yep. Bad Batch related so y'all lucked out you slackers go watch Bad Batch it's not that long you'll mm-hmm. run through it it's it's just go watch it next week all spoilers are gonna be lifted we're totally talking about bad batch, uh, it has to do with crosshair and inhibitor chips and all this fun stuff. So I'm going to mm-hmm. forward that to you to review Thank for the you. next week. We'll dive on that next, uh, next week's recording. Um, other than that, we really hope you guys had a good time. We had a good conversation. We had a, anyway, we had a great, a great conversation. This, this is, is a fun, fun podcast, one. dude. Yeah. Uh, if you're not already doing so, we're over on Instagram at their only legends, all one word. Um, I have a lot of fun stuff. I've been saying this. Oh, I got fun stuff playing. Like I've started posting some stuff and we're going to get more regular content. Like the stuff I've been posting almost
0: daily. Um, I've seen some of this shit that he's got backlogged too. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming.
1: And, uh, so definitely go follow over there. Lots of exciting stuff. We're going to collect action figures together. We're going to talk about legends characters together. We're going to, we're going to look at some memes. We're going to have a whole bunch of fun. So, uh, definitely go follow over there. Like we said before, we like to establish a community where everybody's welcome and everybody can put their opinion and come and say, I hate this or this or that or nah he tweaking. You can just go in and ah, yeah, some dude left that which I've seen it on a few other things now. I don't know what that's about. I'm no, getting too I just, old for that shit. Yeah. But uh yeah, definitely go follow us over there at Their Only Legends, man. Lots of good stuff planned. Um, if you have other theories or thoughts or stuff that you want us to run through the same way we just ran through this force dyad rule of two conversation send all of that uh either in a dm on instagram or you can send it to theironlylegends at gmail.com uh type it out what you think uh i'm gonna ask again too if you have any you know what let's do a, a non-force user bracket this week yeah 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 yeah. so was, after the day after this way. episode drops uh check the stories we're gonna have a a new bracket in there Um, I'm, we're going to do a little different this time, rather than doing it ourselves and then seeing what you guys are going to do. We're going to have you guys do the bracket and then we're going to record our thoughts on it, um, on the next episode. So, um, actually, you know what, just timing wise, those stories might already be out. So don't even check the next day, check the day that this drops, go check the story, stay on top of those. We're going to, we're going to do something fun over there. Um, last thing, if you're listening on a platform that allows you to rate and or review, um, I understand, like, most people hear this and they're like, dude, every fucking like, comment, subscribe. I understand it's stupid. Like, it doesn't mean anything to you. It literally takes half a second of your time to, like, scroll down give us a rating. And it means the world to us. Literally every time you rate something, it reintroduces our podcast to the algorithm. It allows more people to discover it without me having to go up to somebody and be like, Hey, I have a podcast. Listen to it. Um, it really card. does make a world of difference um, yeah. in the, in the behind the scenes kind of thing. So like, if you could leave a comment, if you could leave a review, uh, tell a friend, like all of that really does mean the world. We're coming up on a year uh, of doing this. We're, we're kind of finding our vibe and finding our rhythm um and we have a lot of fun stuff planned for the future. So uh if you enjoy coming and hanging out with us every week, listening to what we have to talk about, uh bring other people in, man. Leave mm-hmm. leave a rating and a and a comment and let's let's continue to grow and continue to establish this fan base of awesome Star Wars fans. Um all of that out of the way. Yeah. Is there anything you gotta plug or anything you think people oh, should go and watch? I or? will
0: uh I will plug things when I see necessary as of right now. Uh, for next week's episode, everybody, uh, we're gonna talk about a few things. We're gonna talk about a lot of things, and amongst those things, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, more more Star Wars Vision stuff. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get into some of that. Um, we're gonna get into Star Wars resurrecting the original Jabba the Hut for a little cameo yeah. appearance and, and appearance in some comic books. Um, and if you have not done so already, check out the Star Wars Gallery. Mando behind the scenes for the final episode, season two finale. Go check that out. It's about an hour long. We're going to talk about that next week. We were going to talk about it today. I thoughts about that. I'm going to watch it a second time to refresh it. Yeah. Um, But watch that. We're going to talk about that and more next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. You know where to find (laughs) us. Spencer already threw it out there. Uh, Like I, like, like every week, you know, we appreciate you tuning in. Um, you know, just the fact that that you know, some there, there's people out there uh, who want to hear a couple of, a couple of people just hang out and talk about Star Wars, like and Marvel. Apparently, we went 45 minutes to an hour on some Star or on some Marvel earlier. Yes, um, but just you know, we appreciate y'all hanging out, and it means a lot that we get to we get to sit here and talk to each other and know that other people are tuning in, and agreeing and disagreeing and have all their own all their own thoughts and comments about uh, our opinions and it makes us feel good because like Spencer said, we're trying to establish a community where people can come and talk about the thing they want to talk about without worrying about being exiled from the community because you have an opinion. Everybody's welcome. Everybody has an opinion and we're not going to make you feel less than because it may differ from ours. So, just keep loving Star Wars, keep watching that shit, keep reading it, digesting it how you need to, and come back to us and let us know what you think because we love to hear it. Um, yeah. So we love you guys. Thank you. As always, may the force be with you. Peace. There's always-